Station in North Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville.
1 John chapter 4, let's pick up verse 19. He said, we love him because he first loved us. I'm going to just start right there and say how true that is. He loved me first. But thank God now because he loved me and I'm born again, I love him. Amen. Thank God. Preach a while on there. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he, have, <coughs> for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. We said we want to look at some aspects of love uh, this morning. And you pray for us for just a few minutes. Pray their voice will hold up, and pray we'll be obedient and do that, that God would have us to do. The word love is interesting love. It means a deep, tender feeling of affection or attachment or devotion to a person or persons. It's an expression of one's affection, a feeling of brotherhood and goodwill toward other people, a great pleasure interest or enjoyment in something. All these are definitions of love. That, that last one there, I thought about this. I love to go to church. It should bring pleasure and enjoyment. I love to go to church. Tonight's Super Bowl. I love football. I do. I love college better than I do pro, but I love football. Amen. Uh, so these are the different things here in the definition of love. In the Word of God, in the New Testament, the word love or the derivatives of the word love, such as loved or lovest and so on and so forth, is used some 252 times in the New Testament. 252 times the word love is used. I believe the Lord expects us to love, don't you? Amen. Well, let's begin to look at some of these. It, in, in, the, in this New Testament, there are several Greek words, as we were studying, used for the love, for the word love or its derivatives. I'll get tongue-tied here in a minute. Several Greek words. And what I got me looking at that is, is how interesting the meaning that went behind each of the Greek words. And so first, I want to begin with this the polluted love. If, you'll, if you look in 1 Timothy 6.10, he says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. This word love here in the Greek was only used this one time, and it was used here. Now, get this. He didn't say money was the root of all evil, but what? the love, the affection, the passion, the desire. To continue to have money, money. You know, folks, I, I want to tell you what. You can be dirt poor, but if your love for money is more important than you, than the love of God and the love of family and all, you're just as wrong as the millionaire or the billionaire that continues to want more. It's polluted. He said this, uh, John, in, in 1 John 2.15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I thought about this. There's the polluted love concerning prosperity. There is that 
love where just want to continue to prosper. I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. Uh, you know, I think about this, and I read this article one time where it said that many millionaires will never be satisfied. They, they can have $100 million, but they want another 100 because that's where their passion is at. That's where they're, they feel like their security is in it. But I'm going to tell you what, that is a false security. Everything you and I have in this life can be wiped out just like that right there. The only security we have is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, so is a love or prosperity. But let me just say this. There are the polluted loves of passion. You say, what do you mean, uh, preacher? Uh, let me share this. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. What's he saying here? Uh, there, thou shalt not commit adultery. If we love our spouse like we should, and we love our fellow man like we should, and more importantly, if we love the Lord like we should, we won't be committing a sin of passion, a love that is polluted. Amen? It is a polluted love. Not a fornication. Uh, well, he said this, uh, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. Let me just say this, in this polluted love, folks get the idea that fornication is only talking about premarital relationships. It is not. Fornication, if you look it up and you study it out in the Greek, covers premarital, it covers adultery, it covers homosexuality, it covers bestiality, it, it covers all of it. Fornication is that word that covers all those sex acts outside marriage. And the Word of God says, abstain from that. Don't let that be. That's the will of God. And I'm going to tell you what, that's what we call a polluted love. You know, the forbidden fruit. What is it about sometimes forbidden fruit? But I'm going to tell you what, it looked good to Eve. She got a hold of it. She took and then paid the price, and we're all still paying the consequences of Adam and Eve. Folks, I'm going to tell you, there's consequences, all right? So let me just say, that's a polluted love. And that is a Greek word used in the New Testament. But secondly, this is interesting, there's what I call the passionate love. In Titus 2.4, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands. Lydia, I'm going to correct you. She's always told me the Bible says that you have to love me, but it doesn't say I have to love you. Titus 2.4, honey, I'm sorry. It says you've got to love me, all right? When you studied this Greek word out, though, and it was interesting. When I studied it out, it is talking about that love between a husband and a wife and a wife and her husband. It's a passionate love. December of 1982, I met this beautiful 
young lady. She swept me off my feet. And after she begged me to marry her, I begged her. In 1983, we were married. And let me say, my passion is still there. I love her. That's this love that the writer here that, that Paul's talking about. He's writing to him. And folks, that's a good love. That's a, that's a normal love. That's one that God has stamped his approval on for a man. For a man and a woman to come together as husband and wife. Folks, the living together without being married is a polluted love. It's, it's wrong. And I know that's not proper today. And I catch a lot of heat because I stand, I stand on the word of God. It is. But this is not that polluted love. Listen, when you get married, amen, this is that passionate love that he talks about. But let me go to the third one here. Let me finish reading the verse. And he said, to love their children. Here's another Greek word that's used for love. This is the parental love. The parental love. You've got the polluted love. You've got the passionate love. Here's that parental love. The, the love for our children. The psalmist wrote this in Psalms 127. Sorry, reverse number three. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As ours are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that have his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak up with uh, the enemies in the gates. You know what he's saying? He's saying here children are a blessing from the Lord. And we are to love our children. This is something that I can't understand about the abortionist. God gives us children and He expects us then to love them. How do we love them? Proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way. He should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is a principle, by the way. This is not a promise. This is not a guarantee. But it is a principle. If we train up our child in the way to, and I want to say this, if we love our children, will we not want to do that? Amen? <laughs> Ephesians 6, 4 says, and you fathers provoke not your children wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know what he's saying there? He said, teach your children, correct your children, discipline your children out of love of the Lord and the love for them. Here, in the, and Paul in this Titus 2.4, he's talking about that parental love. How we ought to love our children. You know, I go back, and I'm so thankful that growing up, uh, what's the old joke? I had a drug problem. I got drugged to church on Sunday morning, back on Sunday night, and I'm sorry on Wednesday night. Why? Because my parents loved me. They loved me. They wanted me to be in God's house. 
so that I could hear the word of God, so that the Holy Spirit of God could deal with my heart, and so that I might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I'm going to tell you what. Thank God for godly parents and for grandparents that bring their children to God's house. That's the love he's talking about here, that parental love. It's sad today. It's sad. I'm thankful to have had parents like that. Most of you had parents maybe like that. You say, well, preacher, my parents were that. that. I didn't get saved till later. Okay, great. You become the parent. You become the grandparent. Amen. That loves your child and teaches them the ways of God. The best place is in Sunday school. The best place is in God's house. Amen. Thank God. Hey, all right. So there's the polluted love that we want to avoid. There is the passionate love that's inside marriage. There is the parental love that we have for our children. But then, fourthly, let me say what I call the people love. This is the Philadelphia love. In Romans 12.10, he said, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Here is that word, Greek word, Philadelphia is used. He said in Hebrews 13.1, let brotherly love continue. Let me go a little further. He says, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And this is the commandment that we have. This is in 1 John. And this is the, his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Seeing, this is 1 Peter 1, seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfinged love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart firmly. Oh, listen, by the way, let me just throw this at you. 252 times that the word love in the Greek is used, 1 John uses it 33 times in five chapters in that one epistle. Well, you could say it's a book about love, isn't it? But it's brotherly love. Brotherly love. What did uh, Jesus say in Matthew 22? When they asked him about the commandments, he said the first great commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. And the second one is like this, love thy neighbor as thyself. Who is your neighbor? I'm going to tell you what, all crown, hey, maybe somewhere over in Egypt, but that's my brother. We're to love one another. And that's what the scripture teaches. This is that Philadelphia love. It's not, I love David, but not with the same love that I love Lydia. But it is love. And we're to have that brotherly love. So here's the fourth Hey, fifthly, and lastly, I want to talk about the perfect love. Perfect love. John 3.16. John 316. Say it with me. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. That word there is agape, the perfect word, the love of God. By the way, of the 252 times that a Greek word for love or its derivative is used, 216 times is agape, the derivative of agape. We're talking about 85 to 86 percent of the time in the New Testament when the word love is used is agape, that perfect love, that love of God. Thank God for his love. Amen? Thank God. Oh, 1 John 3.16, he said, Hereby perceive we love the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. John, 1 John 4, 9 through 12 said, And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation of uh, for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man have seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells with us, and his love is perfected in us. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love to us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that perfect love, the perfect love of God. If you go back and you look at the text that we were using for the people love, the Philadelphia love, at the first it would talk about Philadelphia, but when he said we're to love one another, it would change to agape. You get that? We're to have the brotherly love, but when we love, we are the love with that agape love of God. And folks, you can't have that agape love of God unless you've been born again and the Holy Spirit of God indwells you and you know that agape love and and a personal experience. Praise His holy name. Praise His holy name. Tell you what, stand. This has been unusual today, so I want you to stand right quick. Sis... I want us to lead in the first and last verse of Amazing Grace. Right? First and last verse of Amazing Grace. Think about this. How much the Lord loves us. How He has demonstrated that love through His Amazing Grace this morning. Lead. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. 
How much does the Lord love us? Again, it's Jesus stretched out on the cross. I don't believe he fought with them. I believe he laid down. And when they hung, they stood him up on Golgotha, Billy. How much, Lord, do you love us? And Jesus said this much. This much. This much. <laughs> Back in 1969, how much did the Lord love me? He convicted heart. Come down, Brother Timothy. He said, Milton, you need to be saved, Jason. You need to be saved. And I finally said, Lord, I, I know it. And I've stepped out. How much did he love me? I hit the altar over at New Hope Baptist Church. I fell down on my knees and began to cry out. I remember the pastor and his wife come and prayed with me. And I was begging the Lord to save me. Next thing I knew, I was stood up and I, I told them that the Lord had saved me. That's how much. Down through my life, been some hardships, still some. But the Lord's always there. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. This is how. The Lord loves us. Praise God. If I don't make it back tonight, you hear that Milton Harris has passed away. Folks, you just rejoice because I'm going to be at home. <laughs> I'm going to be at home. How much does the Lord love me? I've got a heavenly home. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm looking forward to the glorified body. The Lord loves us with a great love. question is, how much do you love him? Seriously. I, I mean, stop. have you ever stopped? Now? How much do you actually love him? I don't know your hearts. They're going to come with a verse of song. I know you've been standing for a minute, but I want them to come with a verse of song. If the Holy Spirit of God has dealt with your heart this morning and you've never been saved, think about how much the Lord loves you Think about how much he wants to save you this morning. And if you're here this morning and you've been saved, stop and ask yourself, the Lord has demonstrated his love in my life over and over and over. How much do I truly love him? How much do I demonstrate my love for him? Seriously, I mean, you ever stop and thought about it? How, how am I demonstrating my love for him? I don't know, some aspects of love this morning. As they sing, you just be obedient. The Lord loves you, and he's just waiting to hear from you this morning. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.